This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Before you know, when we let you know what Pittman said, let's hear what Ryan at Hot Springs has this morning. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, y'all done went over the real reason why Hunter said no. I mean, obviously, outside of wanting to be to be at Arkansas, that's them big young boosters. Ain't no, ain't nobody with with common sense gonna want to go deal with them crazy folks. I mean, the moment I mean, you saw what they did to Harson. Harson uh, hadn't even really done anything bad. You know, had a decent first year, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't up to their standards. What they do? They started, you know. Spreading rumors. Ain't nobody want to go deal with that. 
that's just my two cents. I hope you all have a great day and go Hogs. Ryan, appreciate your call. Yeah, it sure seems nutso in Auburn, Alabama. I know Clay's been pretty open about the craziness that goes down there, and they're just not Alabama, and they still think they're Alabama. Yeah. So you also have, and I was just thinking of this as I was listening to Ryan, the element that Arkansas is the kingpin in this state. There's no question who's in charge. It's the Razorbacks. There's no other fan base to compete with, no other school to compete with. You go to Auburn, you're automatically number two. We all know it. They know it. Bama knows it. Everybody in that state knows it. Then you look a little bit east, you got Georgia sitting over there right now. I'm not saying you you, you want to take the easy road out, but, I mean, that's that's always been part of Auburn's problem. It's built into their DNA. That's not something you necessarily have to overcome here. Now, Arkansas has always felt like they're in the backseat to Texas. We've always had that chip on our shoulder. Texas is reentering this this league, but, you know, that that's the other thing. In this state, you don't have to compete with those boosters, as Ryan calls them, for their money. And, um, you know, in Arkansas, there, there's no question when you walk in the room, you've got everyone's attention as the AD at Arkansas. There are reports from Brandon Marcel right now that Auburn stockpiled $11 million in NIL money that they're waiting to use for whoever the new head coach is. Maybe that's appealing to whoever the case and whoever ends up coming in there. But to Tommy's point, I mean, you've got a huge admiration for Sam Pittman, Eric Mosselman, and Dave Van Horn. Don't look past under your check. The people that we come into contact with are thoroughly happy yesterday and this morning that Arkansas kept him on. He has been, again, when I always say what he's done, he has somehow, some way made the big time booster who spends a bleep load of money with the university feel the exact same way as Joe Schmo, who just has loved Razorbacks only all his life and doesn't spend that much, doesn't in a booster, gets to go one game a year. Both those guys feel like Hunter does a good job when it comes to the U of A, and that wasn't necessarily the case with Jeff Lawn, who you felt like was just a suit that didn't get the common Razorback fan. Hunter has found common ground for both parties. Well, I think that was one of his um, directives, from the board when when he was hired was to unify this one Razorback campaign. That wasn't just something he dreamed up. That was a directive. You know, bring this state back together. Continue Little Rock. Some of the things that Jeff Long clearly, uh, you know, was going in a different direction on, and the board went in a different direction with the AD. So, absolutely, uh, you know, I think there's, uh, you know, some, some things that he was directed to do that he's carried out that has connected him with more of the fan base. So, um, in the end, though, some of the decisions he made. Look at baseball. You can call it fair and balanced, and I think that's 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 one way to look at it with the baseball ticket process. There were people that were giving tens of thousands of dollars who could not buy tickets and change that. So, I mean, some would say, well, that's not a very good connection with the common fan. Or some would say, like, from your point of view, smart business. Well, you need to do it to raise more money. When you're building that building, you got to pay your coach more to stay competitive in this league. The, the arms race in baseball is real just like it is in football. It's just on a different scale. So he's made some moves that's ruffled some feathers too. But by and large, I believe you're right, there's that connection with the majority of the fan base that felt distanced by Jeff Long's uh, administration. Hey, he's not blameless. 
He's not perfect. He's done the baseball, I would say, is the biggest pushback on opposition of anything he's done on campus. But was correct? it wrong? I'm not intelligent enough when it comes to the baseball side of things to tell you if it was correct or not. Well, I mean, it's not about baseball. It's about tickets. It's about giving. If you're giving 10000 a year and I'm giving 500 a year and I can buy tickets because I've had them for 20 years and you can't get any tickets that are any good because you're waiting in line, you know, something had to change with that model. I'm just saying if, you, if there was anything that someone out there listening today would have a beef with Hunter Urichek about – those are, that's the only thing that I can can really think of right now would be the the way the baseball ticketing process was changed before last season. He brought Coke packs. So that probably comes ahead of everything else. And I don't know if he should truly get all the credit for that, but he does, uh, whether that's right or wrong. My question is, if he's still the AD of this university when Bud Walton gets renovated, that's going to be the biggest mm-hmm fork in the road when people get hacked off. Why do you, if you why thought you baseball that? was that, because basketball is bigger than baseball in this state. But why, why are people going to gonna get hacked off? Because they, they're going to shrink the facility and people are going to lose their season yeah. tickets. They're going to... Well, more than anything, the, the answer, I think, is when they start relocating people. Um, yeah, there'll be some, but historically, in the last 15, 20 years, Bud Walton hasn't been sold out anyway. So if you shrink that number, yeah, it is right now. And you hope to continue that. And maybe your success prolongs your renovation. But historically, you've, you've had about 14,000, 15,000 seats sold. And then the last couple of years of success have, have ramped that up. Um, but the thing is, is, hey, I've always said here, that's what went on in baseball. I've always sat in Section 101. Now I've got to move down the third base or first base line to, uh, to, and pay more to keep my tickets. Um, there's going to be some of that, I think, go on in basketball because they're going to want to put premium seating. They're trying to figure out how you configure premium seating closer to the floor uh, because the, the problem with a basketball arena in general, it's not just at Arkansas, it's just the design, is the premium seats, the, the, the sky boxes where you're getting the most money don't necessarily have the best view of the action. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, they're trying to figure out how to solve and that means somebody that sits down low, I've sat here for 30 years. Well, they're not going to be sitting there anymore. That's going to make some people mad. It's not Oracle Arena anymore. Tommy, what was the San Francisco arena that we went to? Oracle? It, it's not, it, I don't it, know what it is now, but that's it, what it was. That, then, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Wherever they just, it's Chase no Center. Idea. Chase Center. That's it. So when we went to the Chase Center for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight game, one of the things that Eric Musselman and I think Hunter touched on, I know Must did, was just the the design and how they believe it's the best quality basketball arena in the country. And so they are going to use probably some of the stuff they learned out in San Fran and develop that. Moss is still head coach in that. But what I come back to is the the, the big money you're talking about with the box seats. And I, I know a couple people that have one. They're still paying for them. Those are completely full, Correct. There's not yes. there, there's huge waiting list, there, right? It, it, under Mike Anderson, there were some that were open mm-hmm. and available. If they're getting paid for, and I, I guess if the only thing would be additions, right? Or would you try and well, cram gonna, even more? They're not going to bulldoze the ones that are there. I mean, they're not going to replace. I mean, there there's only so much you can do to that building, mm-hmm. and then you you know you're not going to tear it down and build it back. So 
Um, well, my question would be... They'll reconfigure some of the current seatings, what's going to happen. Would they do a second level of those type of seats? That that would be my question. Well, I, no, I think I think the idea is how to get lower, how to get closer to courtside, how to get closer um, to the action and sell those seats for a higher premium. That that will be where they go. But, you know, those are the things, you know, just, just circling back to Hunter Urichek and him staying at Arkansas. Those are the things, though, when you start messing with people's seats or making them pay more money for the seats they've got, that's when people get upset. There's going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be some people upset November 7th or whenever they go to their first basketball game. And some of them are probably already there when they've gotten their parking pass and they've been moved. They're not going to be happy. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm not real happy with mine right now, but I'm not going to call and say anything. Where'd you move? From? Oh, they moved us to hell to, to, to Lowell. You know, you know, it's just, you know, but that's what happens when you have winning, winning creates demand and people that can throw another $1,500, $2,000 at a program and donation can, you know, they're going, they should get better parking, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be people upset this basketball season. Well, I've parked in this spot for 15 years. I was giving money to this program when they weren't winning any games. You're going to hear some of that rumbling. We may even get calls about it. And that's but, tomorrow, I think, but, when the tickets are distributed and parking. Well, parking's are you already been told been where you, know, okay. you already know where you're going to be parking. So, you know, for instance, we were parking across from the track for many years. Now we're up at the pit, 44. Well, that's that's a pretty good haul, you know, for giving the same money. You know, and then you, you offered to give more money, and they said, no, you know, we just, just stay where you're at. Then they move you. So, I mean, there's, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some people upset about that, even though you're winning, because that's just people don't like inconvenience. So that's just that's just part of the, you know, what, what goes on. Who gets blamed for all that? Right or wrong, the AD is going to get blamed for it. And honestly, he doesn't have a whole lot to do with who gets put in more what parking spot is. Basically, I mean, he could have, but he's not involved in that stuff. So, I mean, it's the foundation and the athletic department's uh, job when there's when there's opportunity to to wring out every dollar they can because these programs are expensive to run. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest challenges that the AD has is how do you keep competitive on salaries? You're paying out close to $10 million between your basketball and football coach just in their salaries. It's a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. Yep. Glad I don't have to do it. I'll say that. Eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. We talked about kind of opening this segment, the status of Dominique Johnson. Here's what Coach had to say about your running back. He made a cut on air and tore his ACL again. So it's really unfortunate for the team, certainly for him. He actually practiced the next day, and then he did not practice on Thursday. And we found out Thursday he went and got the MRI. And it's certainly uh, disheartening for him because he had worked so hard to try to get back. The, the silver lining, he can use this as a redshirt year for him. And uh, we've kind of approached it that way. That was last Monday or Tuesday, Coach said, that Dominique Johnson unfortunately retore his ACL. He was asked about Dominique in the postgame at Auburn on Saturday, wanted to wait a little bit before touching on but this is horrible news for a guy that works so hard to get back and have it ripped away from him again well think about that it happens tuesday then he, he said yesterday 
He practiced the next day and then knew something was wrong. So that was Tuesday, then Wednesday, MRI on Thursday. You get the results. Well, the team's getting ready to leave town Friday. I mean, and that's probably why I didn't want to say anything. He hadn't been here. I mean, the whole operation picks up and moves to Auburn, Alabama. I mean, we've seen players when they get injured and, and, and it's public and it's on the sideline and they know they're done for the year. It's devastating for all the work you put in. Now, imagine doing it twice. I don't know if it was a return too quick or what. I, you know, the medical people are going to have to come up with why this happened. But uh, I can understand why he waited till yesterday based on that. But, you know, they've, they've had some devastating injuries that uh, have ended some seasons. And uh, you, know, you just hate it for him who, uh, you know, worked so hard. But football-wise, let's put the fan hat back on. There was a place where you could afford an injury, where you're going to lose somebody. Nobody wants to lose a player. I get that. But it's, it's running back is where you are the deepest and most capable of, of covering up a deficiency. Rocket Sanders leads the league right now in rushing yards. A.J. Green, Rashad DeBinion have also been solid coming in at games as well. And I think that, as Tommy just said, that is a position group where you seem to have a lot of depth. I feel for Dominique that's an injury that I've had to go through. I'm always scared that I'm going to re-tear my ACL. Unfortunately, he did earlier last week. Hopefully, he can rehab it. I don't know what his future holds. You heard Coach say that he has that medical redshirt option if he chooses to do so. Did Madre tear his, what, three times? Didn't he tear the same one twice and then another one? Mm -hmm. Someone with more, that's probably a Clay or Chuck question. About 95 when he he played. He just kept having knee injury after knee injury. And speaking of that, Rocket is the first guy and the quickest guy through eight games to hit 1,000 yards like Madre did. But... Yeah, running backs and knees, that's never good. And, again, I just feel for Dominique and what he's going through emotionally right now. Similar to Jalen, you work all this time in the offseason to get back to play again, and then same well, same issue. It if stinks. If you're the player, you start questioning everything. You know, the rehab process, did I, did I do something wrong? I mean, it's just hard in your own mind, I'm sure. I've not been there. You, you, you know, you had an ACL injury. You know, what are you questioning yourself on? in the recovery process. You know, what What are you thinking about, hey, here's what I should have done. Or um, And, and remember oh, a month ago, back in September, you know, you were thinking, you know, when's he going to get on the field? Everybody was in a, in a hurry. Now you understand why these players, it, it gives me a little more empathy or understanding, I, you know, why you want to wait and be extremely cautious, particularly with this kind of injury coming back. Everybody was anxious for him to get on the field, asking coach every press conference about his return. Now you understand the caution in the return. You think about Catalan. He comes back. I don't know that low block that happened in that game was, you know, the point of uh, of re-injuring that shoulder or whatever, but, you know, you think about that. And, um, you know, those are the things that go through everybody else's mind. This either not injured, going to be injured, I mean, or, or, or recovering from one now of, of why you pump the brakes a little bit on getting back out there. Yeah. I've, again, for Dominique, hopefully he recovers as best he can and just going through that process, it's not fun at all. But that's the latest kind of on Dominique Johnson. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm going to pull this up real quick on what Coach said about some other guys' health situation rise. Malik Chavez should be back for Liberty. That was kind of the other 
injury that Coach touched on yesterday. Shared some other things there as well. If you want to listen to it, it's on hitthatline.com and our YouTube channel too. You said something a minute ago about a medical. I don't think he'd have to use a medical red shirt because he still has his red shirt, right? And he's, he's not a red shirt junior. He played, he's just a junior. Yeah, I was going to say he played. I'm just I'm just telling you what Coach said. Okay. That's just what he said. I, mean, I guess you could. You, I mean, but I, unless the rules have changed since COVID and everything changed, a medical red shirt and a red shirt was basically the same thing because you got five years to play for. The difference would be maybe you went a little bit further than you know in the old rules back in the back in the day, as they say. You know, you didn't have the four game rule, so you know. The four game rules changed kind of the way you look at, but the, but the days of you have five to play four, well that's that's out the window since COVID. Yeah, our number is eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. Jimmy in Conway, go ahead, Jimmy. Top of the morning to you, fellas. It's sad to hear about Dominique. I love to watch that young man run. It just seems like you give him the ball and he goes forward. A, a linebacker, anybody hits him, and they go backwards. He was just that type of a force. I, I liked watching him run. I want to go back to the ticket sales here, and uh, it, it, it's a it's an aggravating thing to me. Also, that you know the people that sat through the Mike Anderson era and the John Pelfrey, and you know were loyal and kept giving money. They throw them to the side for the bandwagon fan who has more money and they say, Oh, well you've got more money. You're more important. When we've been there. Let's be clear. They hadn't changed anything in basketball yet. Well, yeah, but it's coming. You know, what's going to come and they're going to throw the people out. That's been loyal and helped them through the hard times for these Johnny come lately, more money people. And I understand money makes the world go round, but you know, loyalty should have some value in there as well. I, I don't know how you'd work it out, but those people should be took care of as well. And that's the thanks. Yeah, you got it, Jimmy. That's the million dollar question. Now, just because you have money doesn't mean you're not loyal to the university. I know a few people that have been giving for twenty some odd years and had to sit through crap in basketball, and they stuck through it, even though they were ticked off and they felt like that the money they were given was just a waste because your basketball program is dormant for like twenty years. And I know Mike had two good seasons where they got to the round of thirty two. But that's not the expectation of Arkansas basketball. The expectation is what you've been doing as of late, getting to back-to-back Elite Eights, being on the cusp of a Final Four like you might be this year. But as you just said, this hasn't happened yet. But to Jimmy's point, it is coming. And how he goes about this, because you you brought it up earlier, the pushback from the baseball, was uh, that was the first time that Hunter's really gotten some, some backlash on anything. This will be worse because basketball is a bigger deal in this state than than baseball is. Well, baseball, listen, baseball's different in this regard. You go to 30-some-odd home games a year, it's more than basketball. It's probably more than basketball and football combined the number of times you go. So you sit next to the same people. You get familiar. They become like family in so many ways. So then when you're split up and you're not sitting next to Bob from, you know, from from uh, Elkins, who's been there for the last 15 years, you've sat by him because you've had the same seats and he has. You know, that, that and that happened. I mean, I talked to a lot of people who, you know, that Section 101 down there, it's like a, a club down there. Well, and some of them got busted up. It, it, it hacked them off. And, and that story was retold time and time again. Hey, I've been sitting right behind the third base bag. Now I'm out by the, the foul pole. Well, I mean, 
if you want to pay your coach what you've got to pay to keep Dave Van Horn, or in basketball's case, Eric Musselman, whether we like it or not, at the end of the day, we're all footing the bill. It's our program as the fans. We're the ones that foot the bill. We foot the bill by buying the tickets and making the donations, buying the subscriptions to the SEC network, you know, in small part, buying the shirts and the hats and all of these things. But all of that up there is funded by who? We, the fans, directly or indirectly. So, I mean, they have a right to complain. We all, I mean, you know, but you also have a choice to make a purchase of tickets or not. And some people didn't come back from baseball because they had enjoyed it from those seats for 20 years and they weren't about to move all the way out the third baseline or, or first baseline, whatever. But it didn't affect baseball sales nope. at all. Every seat was sold. Now, the, the shame of it is not every seat was used. That's the and shame. And that's it. where I get frustrated with because if I ever have a ticket, football, basketball, basketball, and I can't go to an event – I make dang sure that I find someone that can. And I would encourage every single one of you listening that have season tickets in any of those three sports or anything else for that matter, even if you can't sell it for what you paid for it, just give it to someone. If you can afford season tickets, you can afford to take a zero on one game. It's not that big of a deal. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe to receive your rewards that's b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts first western bank we are more than just a bank we are your partner for all your financial services first western has real professionals with years of experience in banking mortgage insurance and investments from financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products mortgages and small business banking First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So Coach Pittman told us yesterday that Dominique Johnson, out for the season, retore that same ACL. Also, Malik Chavis should be back for the Liberty game. Tommy, huge news when it comes to Arkansas's position, but you kind of brought it up an hour where number one, if there's one group that you can kind of afford to lose someone, it is the running back position. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we talked going into the season. I mean, it's obvious. It didn't take a lot of analysis to figure out the deepest uh, part of the football team is the running back room. And uh, I still think it's amazing. You, you, I heard Coach in the press conference yesterday talking about you know, recruiting Rocket, you know, to come in as a slot receiver. And that move over there, how that's worked out for him and this team is amazing. Uh, but he's leading the way, and uh, you got, you know, a couple other guys. And he talked about A.J. Green. Do you hear how he talked about him yesterday? I just wonder if that's a precursor. Maybe he's foreshadowing a little bit what A.J. Green may get an opportunity to do this week. So um, I think he's got three guys left that he trusts. Plus, you got to – Let's be honest. You got a running back at quarterback too, so I mean it's 
they're in good shape there. I mean, you hate to you, you hate to see him go uh, because of injury, but uh, they're going to be just fine. Bring up Rocket Sanders, co-SEC Offensive Player of the Week after his 171 yards, his sixth 100-yard game of the season. Reed Bauer is your SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. Checked out Beck Saracen. I couldn't remember this from yesterday. The over-under right now for that Liberty game is 64 and a half. 65 or 70, a little bit lower. I would bet that. I would go over. I would think so. I mean, I look at Liberty scores. I haven't really dialed into Liberty until just printed the notes this morning. Um, Arkansas is the toughest game on their schedule, period. I mean, it's not even close. So, uh, you know, you just look look up and down their their win totals. They had 29 in their opener, 21. um, And the only loss at Wake Forest, they – they scored 36. So a lot of numbers in the 30s and 40s for Liberty. So uh, I would expect uh, that number to, to easily surpass 64 so. and a half. I think it's a little low. All right, last thing here in your hog update. 11 a.m. next Saturday for the LSU game. Coach Pittman asked about that. I was certainly hoping for a night game. When we played South Carolina here at 11 a.m., our f- stadium was packed and loud, and that's what it'll be on that game. I'm not worried about the crowd because we'll we'll be there, but uh, it is concerning that, man, if we had all day and had the kids at a night game, we could get further away kids to get here, and yes, I'm a little disappointed in that. He's pretty calm. I'm going to let you go first because I'm not going to be calm with what I have to say about this, so your thoughts Let's on go ahead. You want me to go now? All right. This is about to be the second straight year that you could potentially not have a single SEC game at night in your home stadium. Hunter, your check. I'm glad you're back at U of A. I'm glad you're retained. But you need to get in Greg Sankey's you-know-what. Or someone on your staff needs to do that. It is ridiculous for every single fan out there. Tommy and I don't mind 11 a.m. games. Our job's done early. Watch college football. I have not met one fan that is a fan of this university that likes 11 a.m. games at home. It's different on the road. It's not at home. This can't happen. This was described as the best home schedule that you've ever had. You just heard Coach talk about it. It's not easy for recruits. That's a marquee game. It could be a top 25. You win this week, you might find yourself in the top 25 the following week before you play LSU. And again, I know they're trying to figure out with Fox doing the big noon kickoff and all that, but that is absolutely ridiculous if we get the announcement for Ole Miss next Monday from the SEC and it's not a night game again two straight years every single conference game does not wind up at night it's unacceptable and you should be ticked off about that that's all I've heard from fans why can't we get an SEC night game it's ridiculous I'm t- I mean I am I saw that yesterday and I, I almost blew a gasket. You can tell I'm ticked off this morning. They so, cannot allow this Ole Miss game next Monday when it comes out to be a game other than 6 or 6.30 next so week. So what do you want him to do? Because, I mean, he has no control. He needs to complain. He is built okay, up. Okay, a, you can complain. Complain all you want, but it's not going to change he anything. Has, because who's deciding? You said call Sankey. Sankey's not deciding these Womack, things. I don't, I mean, Womack. No, the, the, they're wrong. Again, okay, who's the, deciding the te- these television, things? television, go exactly. chew out whoever is head of the they college programming up that. Care. You can't allow this to happen. You just can't have that. We talk, You always want to bring up recruiting. You just heard your head coach say how difficult it is no, I, for an 11 a.m. game to happen. This can't happen. Period. You've got to have one S. It's not. That's a crumb. 
Well, you can't get one SEC night game in your home stadium? I mean, come on. You got seven games that day. Yeah. It's a full slate of SEC games. And, you know, they're all full slates the rest of the way. I think the biggest disaster for the 11 a.m. game is it's the opening weekend of Modern Gun for the LSU game. I think I don't think you're going to have anywhere close to I mean, Coach talked about we'll have a full house, not worried about that. Coach, I'm really worried about that. Worst crowd of the year, not close. I don't know if it would be the worst crowd of the year because it still is LSU, but it's it'll it'll struggle to touch 70. It'll struggle to touch 70. I think if you have somewhere between 65 and 70,000 there. 11 a.m., unless you're hunting within an hour of the stadium, you know, most people don't want to go and hunt from daylight till, you know, 8.30 or 9. That's when you'd have to leave your tree stand probably to get to the game. You know, people plan their whole years around going deer hunting in this state. It's just who we are. It's part of what we do. Um, I think that's going to have a bigger impact. And I, th- I think that gets undervalued when you start talking about what happens that opening weekend. You hope to avoid and have a road game that weekend is what you really want if you're, you're in Hunter Yurchek's seat. So you got Bama Ole Miss playing that week. Now, the Arkansas-LSU game could be at 11 a.m. on CBS, right? Because It's the one they, shining. Yeah. So that the 11 a.m. is an all-loss. And again, we've got to get out of the out of the mindset that 11 a.m. is is some kind of like a third-world country time slot for your football program. I get where you're coming from recruiting, and I agree with you. But the audience at 11 a.m. could be very good on TV. Um, so, but what, big game. And not that that's not important, but you know as well as I do, Arkansas has a much better chance of getting a kid if they can bring him on campus. And as you heard from Coach, it's so much more difficult to do that from guys in Florida, Georgia, and other far away, more southeastern destinations flying in if they have a game the night before a playoff game or whatever. It's just hard to get in-state kids there for an 11 a.m. Yeah, game. that's a good point. I mean, um, it's not just, you know, it, it's not just trying to get a connector into X and A. That, the problem is there's just not enough direct flights from the places you need them to be to get them to Fayetteville by 8.30 in the morning because that's really when you need to land is to get there in time for the game. Yeah. I just feel like Hunter's built up enough cachet at this point that he's got to ream someone. I mean, you just can't allow that to happen. If your head coach, if if the best case scenario is for you to have at least one SEC night game and you can't get that, you've got to back your head coach. He's got to find a way to make that happen. I'd, I'd be complaining all week to the network executives, anyone in the SEC office that will hear me. They cannot have that announcement next Monday and it not be a night game. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL. 
at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com. Promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Why do you think Hunter Yurchek stayed at Arkansas? That is our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Now, this doesn't have to just be honed in on one specific reason. You can give a variety of them at 877-377-6963 as we welcome in Bruce Stan to Pradco Fishing. Tommy, I'll let you start with this one. Why do you think Hunter Yurchek stayed at Arkansas? I don't think, you know, only he could really answer the question, but you look at the money... Um, it's not a great. I mean, he ended up getting a raise from one point two five to a million and a half, plus some deferred salary down the road. Um, so so Arkansas stepped to the pump and did that. Um, but so you look at the money difference in the end, wasn't a lot. Now I think the reason you stayed Arkansas is 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 wadded up in about three different things. A, you're the number one school in the state, so. There's no there's no competition for boosters money. There's no competition for media attention. There's no com, uh, competition for ticket sales and all those things that will go on in the state of Alabama, sandwiched between Georgia and Bama, the two best schools. So uh, I, I think you you want that in there. The fact that Arkansas's got great facilities, uh, Auburn's football stadium. I mean, you were there. Which one's nicer? Donald W. Now, I was not even close. I was surprised. You know, they just built a new basketball arena. It's not as big as Bud Walton Arena. So, I mean, I think there you can't answer it. And then on top of that, people move to Northwest Arkansas. You come in for the first time. You think everyone's in overalls with no shoes, and then you realize, you know, it's a pretty good place to live. Pace of life's good. Cost of living's good. Pretty much everything you want to do is here. If it's something else you want to do, Tulsa's not that far away. Springfield, quick flight to Dallas, not a far drive to Dallas. Kansas City, St. Louis, Little Rock, all, Memphis, all within the region, within a reasonable half day's drive. So Northwest Arkansas is a pretty dadgum good place to I, live. I'm going to re- reverse your list. I was I was going to put that at the top of the list, living in Northwest Arkansas, because I've been to all these other SEC places, and compared to you know Tuscaloosa, we're talking about Auburn. Uh, Northwest Arkansas is a lot better place to live than Auburn, Alabama. Uh, there's mountains, uh, just great fishing and hunting opportunities. It's trendy. It's new. You got major uh, Fortune 500 companies up here. You know, Auburn is a lot like Clemson. It's just a sleepy little village uh, and a, a major college with a major football program. It used to be a major football program. So I, I think if you're having a talk, a family talk with your wife and your kids and uh you know your kids are going to Fayetteville High School which is a great school with great athletic programs one of the best in the state plenty of parking and and you're yeah and you're talking about <laughs> and you're talking about you're going to have to transfer to Auburn Alabama son or honey Auburn High School well, yeah I mean, and, 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 and it just it doesn't even match up i mean and then I agree with the one school state. I mean, Auburn, you're either Auburn or Alabama. Mm-hmm. And right now you're Alabama. You know, Arkansas State, no dis- Arkansas, no disrespect to anyone else. It's Arkansas. Yep. Even even kids that go to Hendricks or UCA or Tech, 
they're all wearing Razorback stuff when they go to their own football games mm-hmm. or go to class. Yep. And at the end of the day, they're calling the hogs. I always get you, you were just there this weekend, which I mean, and I know you're going to say fade, but where, where would you rather live? Fayetteville. Northwest Arkansas or Auburn, Alabama? And, and there are some unique spots. I thought the the square area in, in Auburn was really cool. That Tumors Corner or Tumors Drug and just that whole spot, but it's not close, y'all. There's a reason U.S. News year after year ranks Fayetteville as the number one college town in the SEC. Nashville's not a college town; it's just a city. I mean, the Bentonville Square is pretty neat, too. Yeah. The one in Paris isn't bad either. You know, there's a lot of great town squares in Arkansas, but, you know. I can't remember who told me this, and I don't know if it's actually backed up, but I think by 2050, Northwest Arkansas is supposed to boom over a million people. It's at like 500,000 now between basically Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and Bentonville. I think that that three-county area up there is closing in on it. I don't want to get too far off the rails here, but... When you think culturally of nice places to live, you know, you got Crystal Bridges. Don't underestimate the impact that has on Northwest Arkansas. You, you, outside of Nashville, which that's Vanderbilt, that don't even count. I mean, we are a culture you, people. You probably don't have a better cultural experience than Crystal Bridges in another SEC city. I'm sure there's cultural experiences in Baton Rouge, but they're not the type of art, you know, people at Crystal Bridges oh, go I'm to. I'm sure there's some good art in College Station. So if, if Hunter is offered another athletics director position in the Southeastern Conference, which is one do you think he would actually jump ship for? Would he, if Greg Byrne left Alabama, would he go there? Or if Scott Strickland left Florida and Gainesville, would he go there? What well, is it? If I was an AD, and I, you know, I know how to run radio stations. I am running athletic departments. But I want to go where the biggest budgets are. Where is that? Alabama, Alabama. and A&M. Those are the two places that... You know, and then probably Tennessee's pretty close because, I mean, it's, it's football stadium capacity. It's fan-based donations. It's, I mean, you're all getting the same check from the league. So what makes the differences? Well, how many tickets I can sell? I mean, the more seats, the more donations. I mean, it just it, 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 it multiplies faster. So, yeah. Here's I would the, rather be in charge of a $200 million budget than a $150 million here, budget. Here, here's the thing, though. In Arkansas... You know, if you're an athletic director, you look at what's going on in all sports. Take football out of the equation. You've got championship caliber programs in in most of your major sports at Arkansas. Alabama, you know, they got a pretty good women's softball team. They've they've won championships. They go to the World Series every year. Outside of that, in football, I don't know. I don't know what they do. All they're not baseball anywhere near the top of the SEC. Basketball, they're nowhere near the top of the SEC. Women's basketball, they've never been good. Are you talking about Auburn? I'm talking about Alabama. Oh, Alabama. You know, you're Auburn. talking you got this big budget. Yeah. No, but, no, no, but, you're right. But football SEC, has suffocated everything SEC, else. Except I'd say except for Kentucky and Vanderbilt, you got one job. Fire hire a hire and fire a football coach. Yeah. And last point on this, and then we'll we'll move on to our rankings. When the next regime comes in at Bama, that means when Saban leaves and new A D new all new everything. There will be more of a focus, I believe, put there on the other sports because they have been starved for oxygen well, for the last you, 15 years. You say that, but in Alabama, the only one thing matters, and Ray Perkins couldn't deal with it, and Mike Sula couldn't deal with it, and Mike DeBose couldn't deal with it, Gene Stallings dealt with it illegally. You've got <laughs> to have a head football coach that now you got two shadows. You got the bear and Nick. Yeah. And if you can't get that done, Leagues change, though. You got a short life expectancy. See, here, and here's, it's Alabama people. Here's, you listen to Paul Feinbaum? I understand, but here's why cult. I think it's changed. <laughs> the SEC Network's changed it. 
the streaming, the SEC Network Plus, where all your sports are now televised. So now having a terrible softball program, everybody sees it. 20 years ago, no one cared because they didn't see it. They know your volleyball program existed. Now they do. Soccer, baseball, everything's so public now because of the network. I mean, when you're bad in everything other than one sport, everybody Uh-oh. sees it. Tommy, it don't matter. I think if you win may, national championships in football, that's all that matters. But it matters here more because we see it more. And I think How many softball games do you ever watch? Because you're not the winning national was? championships in football. Yeah, yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. This state's different. I was talking to a couple Alabama radio hosts about this, and when they deviate from football, it's like World War Three. They have callers, <laughs> textures, and I'm talking about they spend five minutes on Nate Oates in the basketball program, and Callers go ballistic. Well, it's just different. Your horizon. It's just different down hey, there. That's the that's one of the oldest basketball arenas in the SEC. Yeah, they don't care. Like Coleman. They don't yeah, care. Call yeah. They don't care. All right, that's your Red River Dodge in Heber Springs Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. Bruce Stanton, Pradco Fishing, joins us every Tuesday here on the Morning Rush. I didn't. I didn't know you were going to hit that. It scared me for a second. <laughs> Startled me for a moment. He's uh, he's blazed in his orange. I don't know if you're going deer hunting. Picking up trash. What you're doing. But, Work uh, detail. You look like a, a convict in that yeah. uh, Tennessee orange there, my man. But, uh, hey, I, I really liked the Tennessee jerseys. The black with the Dark orange. mode. Oh, man. That Dark mode. Kentucky didn't like them. Sweet. All right, you sent me a text last night. I want to know if I had the guts to put Tennessee number one. Does it matter this week? It does, because we might not be number one again. I think when the football committee comes out tonight, Tennessee is number one. I but, but, what about the Tommy Craft poll? Nope. Georgia's still number ah. one. Georgia won, but it doesn't matter. They're one, what do, one we have to, what do we have to do? Beat Georgia. We we beat everybody else. They beat Georgia. Ty, I know you agree do. with me. Tennessee, Tennessee should yeah. be right number Most one. Most people right do. They beat Kentucky 40 to 6. 44 to 6. 44 yeah. to 6. What's uh, Georgia Kentucky... done wrong to be de- de- demoted? Well, what did Kentucky it's... do to the Pirate? They, okay, then what do you they do? At, you know, Georgia wins this them. week. You know, then you move. You move back. I mean, why Why make the To me, they're 1 and 1A, honestly. I mean, till, uh, why, why can't we get Georgia, to decide? Why can't Georgia be one? Who, who's Georgia beat? Tennessee's beat five ranked opponents. Mm hmm. Georgia's got. I'm just going. I'm just being stubborn. Well, Missouri was well, well, it the warden in, uh, in Missouri? Uh, I'm being obtuse. Mo- yeah, you are being, <laughs> being obtuse. obtuse. Yeah, you, and it didn't end well for the warden either, did it? <laughs> didn't you say yesterday that you? Th- I thought you were going to go Tennessee. Maybe you're just. I was till that text hey, last night. <laughs> but totally unrelated. When Shawshank's on TBS and you're flipping through, don't yeah. you have to stop and watch it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you just like watch it again. Tim yeah. Robbins and anyway, Morgan Freeman. One and one a Georgia and Tennessee. I mean, we decide this week, and then we'll know exactly where they belong. And I'm not sure, depending on how the game plays out, I don't really see how anyone else, how the loser of this game could really drop below two. Stetson Bennett over Hendon Hooker. Taking that Georgia defense oh against Hendon Hooker. So we'll see. I think Tennessee, you know, I want Tennessee to win this game. Not just because we're not acting like it. I, no, I absolutely <laughs> want Tennessee to win this game. I think it's good for the league. It's good for the sport to have somebody that's not named Bama or Georgia yeah. at the top. So I'm. I am all in. I want Tennessee. I won't wear any Tennessee orange. I won't sing Rocky <laughs> Top, but I am rooting hard for Tennessee at 2 30. Oh, man. I so, love I love this kind of talk. All right, Bama three. I don't think you want to argue those those top three. I mean, we can, bring, we can argue over the order of Georgia, Tennessee, Bama, but I mean that's going to get decided in five days. Uh, LSU at four. Yeah, no argument there. That's not, shocking, but yeah, Ole Miss at five. I don't really think you can argue. I don't think there's much other order that, that you could really even argue the top five. Not at this Kevin, point. 
And then here's where six, seven, eight, it's to tough. me, get a little tricky. I went Arkansas at six because I think they put back-to-back weeks together. I know BYU wasn't you know, an SEC team, but, but Arkansas offensively looks like they have evolved a little bit midseason and went to another level. I got Arkansas at six, Kentucky at seven, and Mississippi State at eight. Yeah, Arkansas is playing better than those other teams. It's, it's the eye test, and, and you go back, you know, one play – they're six and two, and they're not five and three, and we're not even talking about this. Make the case that state should be a slot ahead of Kentucky, or I should can't. Kentucky can't. Okay. pounded them, yeah, beat the fool I mean, that, out of them. That's why uh, the head to heads. Why I went the way, way I went. It's hard to debate that. But then the Kentucky then still, so, even though Tennessee obliterated them, they still got a big league defense. They, so just, those, they just got exposed. Those three are on the kind of the the, the second shelf, if you will. I mean, I, I guess you could really say Georgia, Tennessee, Bama are top shelf, and then. LSU and Ole Miss, I think right now, are a little bit ahead of Arkansas, uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State. But I think those three teams are clearly ahead of Florida, A&M, Missouri. Uh, and I downgrade after losing to Missouri, South Carolina's kind they of falling be. to the bottom of that list. They so should be. that's where I've got uh, the next three. Florida at nine, A&M at ten. And I'm not even sure that's right. But uh, I can't put Missouri ahead yeah, of you A&M. Can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you the think way Missouri's they're playing, been, look at how they're both uh, playing right now. Missouri's play, Missouri's defense is legit. They just they can't score. A and M plays Florida this week, this week so, in well, College Station. Missouri's got Kentucky, so we're going we're going to learn a little more. They beat if the, if Missouri beats Kentucky, then we're going. What's have the line? Oh, check Betzer. Well, let's we'll find get on out. the old Betzer. Yeah. Now. So all right, A and M at ten, Missouri at eleven. Then the bottom three are South Carolina, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you, think you got those it, right. Yeah. So I, I mean, think you got those right. All right, so where am I right, where am I wrong in this whole order, other than at the top where you want Tennessee to I think work? that's the only place where I oh, see a glaring hole just, just for this one week. I think Tennessee's number one based on the resume. Georgia, you know, Georgia, if they beat Tennessee, obviously they're they're number one. I still wouldn't rank Tennessee lower than number two if Georgia uh, wins. The great thing where you have Arkansas, I think they got a chance to leapfrog Ole Miss and LSU because they're both on the schedule. And uh, they got a chance to be at the top of the second tier. So let me continue to be obtuse, <laughs> or just a jack, or just a jack wagon. <laughs> if Tennessee truly is number one, why are they the underdog? Because you're playing on the road against They're, the defending uh, national champion. What, was it eight and a half? Well, eight and a half, correct. It, I mean, it, if, take, if it's that take, close, take Tennessee, if in the Tennessee points. is truly the better team. Just being a jack wagon. Now, why are they not the favorite, or, or, or well, at least within a field goal? Was Alabama favored to beat us? I didn't say that. I, I want Tennessee I'm just to saying, win. I'm just saying. So, I think Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee is an unbelievable football team, and I'm like Tommy. I want them to win this weekend. I just don't think they're going to. I don't either. I really but you don't. Didn't think, you didn't think they were going to be. I, Alabama. I didn't think we were going to be Alabama. But I was defiant that they were. You are. Win Alabama you, no, no. Game. You said from day one before the season started that's the trap that, game for Bama. hundred percent. You, you said they played four tough games, and that was the final one. Alabama didn't get a buy in the middle of all that. No, you 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 projected that. I, I just I was I was not a believer. Now I don't think anyone could have been. I don't even think I don't think Josh Heupel could have anticipated that Hennett Hooker was going to be this good and Jalen Hyatt was going to be as good as he is. But I think George, if this game's on a neutral side, I would take Tennessee. But because it's in Athens, because it is going to be a wild atmosphere down there. You saw season ticket prices. My my buddy was offered three hundred dollars for a student ticket. The cheapest ticket on StubHub right now is like five hundred and something bucks for regular. Three hundred bucks—that's like half a truckload of Natty Light. Right? I know. 
I mean, he's going. I'd go to the game if I was him too. But that's, that's a crazy. this atmosphere down there in the. I mean, it's going between the hedges is going to be awesome this week, and I just think I'm like Tommy. I think they're going to win. Georgia All right, so is. I mean, I'm not going to sing Rocky Top because uh, I mean, no God may strike down our, our vocal cords if we do that. All right, let's go to the game that's Saturday night because I mean, the shame of the the the, the Georgia Tennessee game is it's right head to head more or less yeah. with the Arkansas game. But I'm 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 on patio up this week. I'm not going to the game because I want I don't want to miss these other two games. That's yeah. the problem with the Liberty game at three. So let's fast forward. When we'll come back to the Arkansas Liberty game, Alabama LSU has always been the marquee game in the league. This year, not so much, uh, but it's still a huge game. What do you think happens six o'clock? It's at Baton Rouge. Night Baton Rouge. I mean, yeah, I like that for LSU. They've been playing better since Tennessee destroyed them. I'll add, uh, but I still think Saban coming off a of bye. Uh, LSU on a bye. Still got Bryce Young. Well, Brian Kelly versus Nick Saban on a bye. Well, I'll, I'll take Saban on that every time. Well, how much of a difference was we're talking about Athens being points added for Georgia? How much is the differential? It's not only they're playing in Baton Rouge, they're playing night Baton Rouge. They're, well, LSU got the luxury of the fact that Tennessee and Georgia are so good that they took that CBS game they, and they, they did. get to play that ESPN but, I mean, game at night. Between the hedges is a beautiful place. I wouldn't say it's the most intimidating place in the SEC. And Tennessee's had a, I'd say, unlike Florida and Alabama, Tennessee's been able to beat Georgia historically. So I just think mentally there, there's not this we can't beat them thing going on with the fan base and with with the team. I mean, every year is different, obviously. You're playing the players, not the program. But I, Georgia does not intimidate like Alabama and Florida has for Tennessee. That, so I just don't think that blocks their uh, 2.30 game. You know, it's a short drive from uh, Chattanooga for the southern, southeastern Tennessee fans. But again, there's going to be 75,000 people in red. So, you know, we'll have a small minority, uh, but you'll know where they're sitting. Good games this weekend. I'm excited, like so you said, Tommy. I mean, there's, I mean, I'll, I will. You got to make a choice this weekend. I'll go to the Liberty game because I haven't seen a game in Donald W in a month. But I will be. That's the that's the thing. You had been at home. You want to go? I bought these tickets. You know, on and on and on. And then, you know, where, where, but where you really want to be is watching well, those yeah, other two games that will define the SEC. But, but this if you're year. an Arkansas fan, you got a ranked opponent coming in. Yeah. I don't care who they are. You got a ranked opponent coming in. You need to win because you got three big boy football games coming up. And a lot of people will go this weekend because the next weekend they're going to be in the Deerwoods. So right. they want to go this week because, well, next weekend. Unless, unless you're 9 0, Deerwoods is where yeah, you're and then, going. And then the LSU game's at 11, which it's hard to go deer hunting in the morning and still get to an 11 a.m. game. What I ask. Unless, unless you're like. You know, doing an urban bow hunt in, <laughs> uh, in I, the city of Fayette Village. I don't think they allow. Two of the guys that I know are pretty avid hunters that are buddies of mine. I asked them, hey, so how are you treating next weekend with it opening in modern gun? What they told me is they're not going to go Saturday morning. They're going to go Sunday morning. So they're going to go to the game and then pack up, go to the woods. They're not real hunters. After. <laughs> they're not real hunters then because everybody wants to go opening day. So... Hey, it's they open, play Thursday night weekend. football in the state of Arkansas and Southeast Arkansas. Absolutely. Yeah, really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, they not, don't play Friday night football games. You, not, can't make, you can't make it to the Deerwood. That's not just a Southeast Arkansas. There's a lot of Week 10 games in high school football. But they typically don't do that at the big schools in Northwest the Big Arkansas. schools in the, in the more metropolitan yeah. areas in our state do not. But, but small-town football? 
Thursday night football. I've worked lots of high school games on That's Thursday nights, cool. week 10. So they can go to the, you know, they'll exactly. have their fall break. Fall break. You know, we'll extend. There's a lot of, in, in you know, like, say, Johnson County, up north of Clarksville. You know, O-Ark. O-Ark. They'll shut her down for the week. They will. That's kind of cool. Speaking of high school football, we didn't do this yesterday. Well going if yeah. you don't, you know. I, I, I O-Ark Country Store, by the way. You got to go there. Let's go get a burger. Let's go get some pie. I still haven't been Let's there. Go. Burger. Um, Gotta get the burger. Gotta get the burger, then you get the pie. Yeah. Or country store. I didn't we didn't mention this yesterday. I'm by no means a Greenwood Bulldog fan, but thank you for beating Pulaski Academy this weekend. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hate that school with every fiber of my being. One of the great Razorbacks of all time. They have future Razorbacks, Todd. I love him, Coach Lucas. He's been nothing but nice guy. I just hate the school that he coaches. This is the Ty Richardson statement. What? What is? Yeah. Well, how many? You know how many Pulaski Academy moms and dads own businesses that advertise on this station? Nah, not, not enough. <laughs> not enough for, for keeping me for saying that this morning. I should have done it yesterday. Thank you, Greenwood, for beating them this weekend. Hopefully, you do it again in the state championship because yeah. I don't think we're going to this year. We got clocked by them earlier this year. I would bet. Now it was. It was. It was a shame to see both quarterbacks in that game, both starting quarterbacks, get injured, but. Uh, uh, so hopefully everybody gets healthy. I, I would not be surprised at all to see that game become a rematch uh, down at War Memorial. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. When all you do are burgers, they have to be best. And let me tell you. They are at CJ's. Tom Murphy now joins us here on the Morning Rush. Tom, good morning, buddy. Uh, I want to start kind of hot and heavy. Your thoughts on Hunter Yurchek staying put? Yeah, well, think about it this way from his perspective. He's kind of the he's kind of the father of this. He he built what's going on in a large way because of his hires, Musselman, his hires, Sam Pittman. Um, and I don't know, he, he saw something in Sam Pittman and said, I'm passionate about this, I'm going to build it the right way, et cetera. And 
Um, you look around. I mean, there's a few who are really excelling. You know, Lance Harder and Chris Butnam and Courtney Dice were all hired before him. But um, why would you jump into the mess that is Auburn Athletics uh, when you have so much that you you built here and the administration supports you and so on? So, you know, smart move. Hey, if you're Auburn, why not shoot for a, a guy who's created this? Um, so I, I commend Auburn for – going after the brass ring, so to speak. I don't know how it's going to work out with John Cohen, but if he's, if he's the hire, I mean, is that a, gone official yet? But anyway, um, they went for sitting ADs in the, in the SEC, and that makes sense to me. And on that kind of subject where you were alluding to, you mentioned the support of the boosters. You mentioned the continuity that seems to be happening in Arkansas athletics right now. Do you think Hunter feels like that he can win a national championship here in one of the three major sports? Well, I mean, why wouldn't he? Baseball's been on the brink twice in the last few years. Um, I mean, men's basketball, two Elite Eights in a row. Uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> you're, you're pushing at the door when you get that far. And, you know, football, it's a little bit of a different beast. A ton of uh, teams in the SEC West, that has kind of prevented Arkansas from getting near the top for, <clears throat> you know, more than a decade. But um, I, certainly, they're, they're winning championships in a clip in the SEC that nobody's coming close to. I mean, Florida and Bama are well behind. So uh, I don't see why Hunter Yurchek couldn't think that any of the top three big sports could win a title. Let's take a look at the football team. I guess the big news, we, we had a kind of a precursor, an idea of what was going to be said yesterday on Saturday following the game, but Dominic Johnson has injured that ACL again, and Tom, uh, the rest of the season appears lost for Arkansas's running back. Yeah, you hate that because Dominic was such a positive story last year. Um, you know, basically coming from uh, almost out of nowhere, deep on the running back chart, moved to tight end one day, in the spring and said, no, I'm going to show what I can do at running back and found a way to supplant <clears throat> Traylon Smith, quite honestly, and had so many, I mean, he, he led the team in rush uh, yards per carry and <clears throat> just, just made it happen. And they're so deep at that position that, you know, at the, at the moment losing Dominic Johnson doesn't really change from what's been happening this year. So uh, just hope that the kid can rehab it well and um, get back in the groove and see where he fits in with uh, the running back core next year. Uh, but you do wish him all the best because um, he was just a, you know, he was just a, a bright spot for them last year. Yeah, and uh, there was one play we were talking about. There, there's one place you could afford an injury of this magnitude. It would be a running back because of the way Rockets played and. Uh, I thought Coach was maybe even foreshadowing what he maybe is expecting for A.J. Green, the close of the way, the way he spoke on him yesterday. They trust those guys, plus you really have a, a running back at quarterback. Uh, and this is an area that you could afford uh, to have a great player uh, lost for the season. You never want to see it, but uh, you know it doesn't leave you in a, in a lurch. No, it really doesn't. And uh, I mean, look, I think every Arkansas fan appreciates Dominic Johnson's play from last year. But, um, you know, he, he started out in basically in rehab and wasn't fully ready to go until week two, three, four. I can't remember exactly the week. But, I mean, they were, they were carrying on fine without him. I mean, it's great to have depth at running back. 
You know, if you were to lose one more, then it would start to get a little bit iffy for you. But, you know, James Jointer got some work the other day, and we know what they think. I mean, Sam Pittman has said it time and again, what he thinks of rocket season, 1,040 yards already, uh, what A.J. Green has done. And, you know, he hasn't gotten loose quite as much as last year, but he's had his moments. And then Rashad Dubinian had two touchdowns the other day. The direct snap was a, a brilliant little um, open week ad that, you know, when you get down on the in, on the goal line, they've had some real struggles getting that last yard or two. And so when you can come up with a play like that that opens the door, uh, that's a big deal. And Dubinian's made the first guy miss so many times this year. He's got a bright future as well. We're talking with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, speaking of the running backs, Rocket Sanders has been brilliant this season. He's got some competition up in Ann Arbor with Blake Corum, the kid. I think it's Shipley's younger brother that's out at Clemson. Also, uh, I think it's Quinshawn Jenkins who is playing for Ole Miss right now as a true freshman. That's been phenomenal. But could you see him being a finalist and a guy that could win the Doak Walker this year? Uh, if he keeps up his pace, but when, when I look week to week, all the dudes that are getting it done, the Illinois back, you know, that Brett Bielema and Barry Lunny are, are leaning on. He's leading the country. But uh, those guys get a healthy dose each week. And, you know, <clears throat> I added this up yesterday. Rocket's last two games, he's only had like 15 and 16 carries against BYU and Auburn, and it's 350-something yards on those 31 carries, the, the, the total wound up 11.5 yards per carry over the last two games. You know, and so that includes the, the big the breakaway uh, touchdown he had at BYU and the 76-yarder he had at Auburn. But he's done a really good job of, like, understanding the scheme, knowing where the blocks are supposed to go, and just being patient and then bursting through the hole when he has a chance. And quite often, even linebackers, if they've got an arm around Rocket, He's not going to go down. You usually need to get two guys to him. Um, and you have coach after coach that have said that about Rocket. And um, it's just a, it's just one of those stories where if your program is going in the right direction and you get good athletes, they, they just seem to find a way. Like, hey, let's, let's make this guy a tailback. He's got all the traits, you know. He's got, he's got a good burst. You know, there's some elusiveness to him. And he's just a really hard worker. Um, he, he's kind of like... Dominic Johnson maybe times two of last year. You mentioned athletes. Arkansas should have the superior athletes this weekend when they take on Liberty and Hugh Freeze. I think Liberty's only loss was like a two-pointer to Wake Forest earlier this year. Tom, based on what you've seen, how good is this offense that Arkansas will be taking on with either Brewer or Bennett Helm this weekend? Right. Well, they look, they look really good. However, you know, when the when the line came out and the first line I saw was fourteen, I thought, wow, that's that's a that's a little too big. But then I really dug into it a bit more, and their game against BYU, you know, your last impression, everything really clicked. You know, how how committed was BYU to holding on to the rope? We don't know. I mean, Arkansas went out there and beat them pretty good, and you know, Notre Dame beat them in a tight game the week before, and they just seemed to be slipping, and they've lost to East Carolina since. The, the loss to Liberty. So you do wonder about the quality, you know, the effort of the opponent. And, but you look at their other scores. I mean, they had to rally late or hold on to beat Gardner-Webb by a point. Um, they didn't just thrash um, somebody else on, on the north in the northeast. I can't remember. Um, 
Temple or somebody like that. Old um, Dominion might be thirty eight yeah, twenty four that game. Yeah, and and so and you look at their numbers, their touchdown to interception ratio is not is not in, super impressive. The the guy Bennett, he's a decent runner, uh, but Caden Salt, Salter, the guy who's hurt, um, was a little bit better runner, and and so I, I think the quarterback situation is going to be really intriguing. How they use guys in this game. Um, their their wide receivers are a little bit banged up right now too. So I now I'm I'm getting more of a understanding why the line was set where it was. But Arkansas has got to show up to to win this game. It's not like you know you roll it out there and you know it's it's a lower level team. Mm. You got to show up and, and Liberty's going to get some yards. Hugh Freeze. This game is very very meaningful to Hugh Freeze, and they're going to get yardage in this game. And, and I tell you guys, week after week, my deal is just the defense getting off the field. They're going to give up a bunch of yardage. That's proven. But how do you get off the field? They didn't get any takeaways last week, but they had some third-down stops, and Carson wasn't really gambling very much in that game. They punted on a few fourth and shorts, and Arkansas did what it had to do. So I, I think get off the field a few times, maybe get a pick or two, and uh, you, you got your recipe for a victory. Arkansas is the best team Liberty has played or will play. I mean, you make the case for Wake Forest. That was back in September, and they lost that game. They're only lost. But, Tom, Arkansas is the best team on their schedule this year. I don't think it's – you know, other than Wake Forest, it's not close. They play UConn, Virginia Tech, and New Mexico State. I think Arkansas is better than all three of those teams. And Wake Forest is the only one I, I think you need to have a conversation about. That's why it's a two-touchdown game. I mean, Arkansas at home – and uh, Liberty may have a number. We get too caught up in those ranking numbers. Well, they're ranked. Arkansas's not. Arkansas's the better team. Uh, I don't know that Liberty will be in the college football playoffs rankings when the committee releases that tonight. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. They, they might not be uh, based on strength of schedule and some things. And I think sometimes I'm, I'm a voter, and I'm looking at the last few teams on the poll, and quite often you're looking at a team like Arkansas, that has three losses, or Texas, somebody like that, or a team from the G5 or independent ranks that has one loss. Um, and so the fact that their only loss was two points to Wake, and they went for a two-point conversion with a minute 11 left in the game, and they didn't get it. And if they had gotten it and they held Wake for us, they'd be undefeated, and there'd probably be some momentum and, and, and a higher ranking for these guys. But but I do understand what you're saying. Um you know, Wake is a good team. They're still ranked, mm-hmm. and um, but but, but I, I'm telling you, Hugh Freeze is going to have done some things in the open week that uh, that Barry Odom will have to adjust to defensively. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a, a nice cat and mouse game on that side of the ball, and then on Arkansas side of the ball, guys. I've been writing about this for a week or so. Their balance is incredible. Right now, their yards per game, rushing and passing, there's one yard difference. It's like 245.8 and 246.8. And they're ranking, like, in pass efficiency, rushing yards per game. It just speaks of being um, a really strong offense. And honestly, if they had pushed in more red zone uh, chances, uh, they would probably be considered one of the – and they still should be considered one of the best offenses in the country. But it statistically, because I'm a stat geek, if they had pushed in those red zone scores against Mississippi State, Missouri State, uh, A&M, 
uh, they'd be thought of in a different vein. And, and also, they would have beaten A&M, and they would be 6-2 and two right now. You know, you talk about the challenges this week of Bennett or Brewer, whichever one. I thought what Coach said yesterday was interesting, that good on goods, ones on ones, the limited work they'll do that with that this week will help the defense probably more than ever before in the season just because the Arkansas look offensively will mirror a little bit more um, what Liberty's going to do and really help prepare the defense maybe a little better this week. Yeah, no question that, that there's some similarities in what, what these teams are doing, and he thinks that's going to be uh, of big benefit. They've got to do some stuff. If Bennett starts the game, they've got to do some stuff that makes him think, that slows him down, that you know gets, gets him really thinking mentally and questioning you know some decisions. You know, When he first went in, and maybe he wasn't super ready, but he went in right after – Brewer was hurt in the opener against Southern Miss, and he threw two picks. And and then Salter got his chance. I mean, when you look at their their quarterback play, it's been really interesting how they've gone in and out of, of different guys. And and now that Brewer's back, I don't I don't know how long of a leash um, Hugh Freeze will have with Bennett. But he had a great game against BYU, and of course the running back Day Day um, was a big part of that. He rushed for two hundred something yards, so that helped Bennett out. But um, yeah, I, I do believe that uh, the good on good that Arkansas does is going to pay off for them in this game. Tom, we'll leave it there this morning. Go more in-depth on the Flames this Thursday. Looking forward to it. All right, sounds good. See y'all. All right, Tom Murphy with us here, brought to you uh, this morning by Burton Pools and Spas in Springdale and in Fort Smith. No one matches the sales and service that comes along with a Burton hot tub. You know, when you... You buy elsewhere and you buy in a discount store, you buy in a big warehouse store and you get a hot tub. Now you got to find out who your friends are, <laughs> who has a truck, who has a trailer, who's got a strong back that'll help me carry it in there. You know, then the real work begins. Oh, you think you saved a little money that way. Well, number one, you didn't get as good a hot tub as a hot spring spa. Number two, Burton's takes care of all the delivery, all of the setup. When I bought my spa, and Ty, you've seen it, it's in a challenging spot to deliver yeah. a spa. It's up on an elevated uh, retaining wall behind a deck. They brought out forklifts. They did whatever they had to do. A team of people got it where it needed to go. Didn't charge me one extra dime. That's what they do at Burton's. So sometimes when you think you're saving a little bit on the price, you're saving on quality, you're saving on service, and you don't think about things like delivery. You know, just getting that thing home and in your backyard set up ready to go. They can even arrange for all the electrical and all of those things so that, uh, you know, when they leave, the water's getting hot, the chemicals are right, you're ready to go. Burton's knows what to do, and they can service it after the sale. Burton's right now has a warehouse full of hot spring spas, savings up to $4,900 off, payments as low as $80 a month. Think about everything when you think about your next spa. Burton's takes care of it all. Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale, and in Fort Smith, and online at burtonpools.com today is the official start of no shave november now i was unaware until you told me that officials don't have facial hair that's something you guys kind of clean clean shaven is that apply you ever for, seen you ever seen a referee with a beard and a i just didn't on, think about game it on tv until you said that so you will not be participating no. is there anyone out I, I would guess our audience is going to be pretty rampant on participation this month i'm going to test it out i've got a buddy that he was goose for halloween and he grew his mustache out for six weeks that's mm. what he did for that i'm just gonna let this thing go and say i've never gone a full month without shaving you look like getting shaved in a month now i typically 
shave every Thursday. I cut my nails and I shave every Thursday. That's cut like my nails. What a routine! I know. I, I don't like them getting dirty or whatever and getting <laughs> gross or whatever. But I'll I'll cut my nails and I'll shave every get a Thursday. Manicure? You get you a pedicure? Yeah. No, I don't do that anymore. That was a waste of money in Tampa. But that was that's my tradition. But I will not be doing it any Thursday this month. It might look really bad. At some point, I'm going to get a haircut this month too. Right before Thanksgiving, because I think the hair's getting just a little bit long. But yeah. I'm gonna see how this uh, this looks. My yeah. dad can grow a great beard. Mine's just dog. You know what? You know Matt Jones. He's he's got not just a beard. He's got a uh, a duck commander beard. I mean, I, I'm I'm amazed the patience. See, I, it would drive me nuts. I'm so used to a to a cleanly shaven face that just even when I grow a beard out at parts of the year in the summer, usually it. You know, it is points it just you know you reach up and touch. It's so unusual. I I don't think I'd have the patience to grow the beard as long as uh, like as Matt's Matt has. Is. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a beard's beard right uh, there. I mean, it's the real deal. See, it frustrates me. My friends ask me like, my hair up top grows really fast at a rapid pace, mm-hmm. but I just can't can't get it to grow I find on my face. Zeros on the sides on the fade, just because it grows so fast, like you said. Part of it, so no shave November for all, all right, those we'll who are see, participating. We'll see this how month. You, let's take a picture. Let's see if you before even, and after. Let's see if you can even tell a difference at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm wondering if I can even tell a difference in you come Thanksgiving. I am getting a haircut, so we'll see. There'll definitely be a difference. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.